Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to another episode of Doinked, where Josh and I will be going over week one in the NFL and giving our predictions for week two of the NFL. Which was a very, very fun week. Yeah. Um, football's back. Football's That's back. the most exciting part. Yes. Um, unfortunately. Our picks suck. Yes. Uh, we went seven and nine, respectively. Yep. Um, we split the games we were different on, mm-hmm. and then um, we had some really bad beats. And yeah. we're going to go over those bad beats. And we're going to go over teams that were met expectations, exceeded expectations, and mm-hmm. then fell drastically short of expectations because there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody does follow like the NFL or anything like that, they put out their power rankings. There was one team in particular who fell, I think, 13 spots mm-hmm. in the power rankings. So, yeah. um, But without further ado... We are going to start on Thursday Night Football where we had the Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Super Bowl champions Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which you thought this wow. game was going to be an absolute blowout. I really did because I did and not think... Dallas almost pulled this off. I know. I did not think Dak was going to be coming back and be what he is right he now. He looks like his old self. He really does. Um everything 42 from, for 58 for 403 yards, only gave up one interception. Yep. Um from the rotator cuff to the ankle, he looks back. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But I Dak will back is back, I per will, se. Let's pump the brakes. It's still early. It's still early. Defenses still have to figure themselves mm-hmm. out. But what I will say is Mike McCarthy cost them this game. Yeah. Mike McCarthy cost them this game at the end. Mm-hmm. You do not leave more than a minute on the clock against Tom Brady. Against Tom Brady with a timeout in his pocket. It was, I think, it was a minute and twenty four seconds. Dude, <clears throat> cuts to Tom Brady, and you see he's, he's like, focused, and he's like, "I know, I want, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this game." He has a he has a kicker who's who's been accurate all game. Okay? Ryan Suckup. Yep, a- accurate as hell in his career, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna give him a minute twenty four. You might as well give him five. Yeah. What, what's the difference? What really? What's the difference? And the person who actually is the the scapegoat in this game is the Dallas kicker. Mm-hmm. Misses an extra point. Misses two is other field Greg goals. Is that Greg still? I don't know who the kicker is, but all I know is he screwed the pooch. Yeah. And then he hits that monster field goal at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, he hits the field goal. But if I'm Mike McCarthy, all right, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be this ultra-aggressive head coach, I have to go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I put every possible nail in the coffin. I have to go for broke. Because if I'm giving Tom Brady a minute 24 on the clock, and I don't even I don't even kick it to the guy to try to return the ball and take more time off the clock. I kick it out of the back of the end zone? Like, there was a lot of bad decisions mm-hmm. at the end of that game. And they yeah. all fall on Mike McCarthy. They don't fall on anybody else. Yeah, but my, my question to you is, in the first half... Ezekiel Elliott had, I think, three touches of that football. Is Zeke being underutilized? No, no. Um, I th- McCarthy's always been known to not really run the ball. He wants the he wants the he wants receivers. Which you saw, we had multiple receivers. We yeah. had Mari Cooper, thirteen for sixteen with one hundred thirty nine yards, two TDs. CD Lamb, seven for fifteen with one hundred four. Yeah, but we're not talking about with CD Lamb. Is he dropped a lot of passes too? Yes, he dropped a lot. I mean, of passes. seven for fifteen. He's under five hundred. Yeah, he dropped a lot of passes. It wasn't it and a wasn't lot of good. important ones. Yeah, um, but one connection that will never die is Brady and Gronkowski. That play when Dallas came in with the all-out blitz mm-hmm. and Brady didn't even have to look. He mm-hmm. knew Gronk was going to. Make himself open. Peel off, like pretend like he was blocking, figure out who his coverage guy was, which it ended up being 
Demarcus Lawrence of all people, a, a defensive end was covering him mm-hmm. for him to just peel out. He was wide open and just waltz right into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Gronk got what two touchdowns, two TDs, <sighs> and the Brady and Gronk connection was eight for eight. It's incredible. It's incredible. You know what I mean? Um, he just knows how to utilize that weapon. He knows mm-hmm. how to utilize whatever um weapons are presented to him. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and obviously that last-minute field goal by Ryan Suckup yeah. uh, wins them the game. Yep. Uh, moving on to the first game that we discussed, which was Jack- the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans um, in Houston. We both thought that Jacksonville was going to pick up the victory on this game because um, of Trevor Lawrence coming into this game, the new guy, yeah. the big name, the number one overall draft pick, and that the QB room in... Um, Houston was, was still so shooken up. Yeah. We didn't know what was going to happen. Doesn't change the fact that Ty- Tyrod Taylor goes 21 for 33 with two touchdowns in this game. Yeah. He played well. I mean, you know, like we were saying last week, he is a serviceable starter in this mm-hmm. league. And that's exactly what he did. He s- started mm-hmm. very well for a Texans team that needed him to come mm-hmm. through and pull through for them. Lawrence gifted him three interceptions. Yeah, I mean the kid was throwing the ball. Yeah, he th- he he. Jameis Winston. He Jam- that yeah. game. He three for three. Yeah, three TDs, three interceptions. And we'll get to Jameis Winston later because Jameis yeah. Winston didn't Jameis Winston anything this no. week. No, um, we also had two touchdowns scored by new to Houston running backs, um, Philip Lindsay, who was originally with Denver. Yep. Um, and Mark Ingram from Baltimore, uh, both scored t- uh, rushing TDs in this game. Yeah, Mark Ingram actually from. New Orleans, then to Baltimore, yeah. and now yeah. with... I, I, I I'm lo- saying most recently yeah, yeah, from Baltimore. But I love Mark Ingram. Oh, he's great. I love him. And Baltimore, we'll get to them, mm-hmm. misses him yeah, big time. that's for certain. He's a power back that they can utilize to really balance that offense. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not... I'm not sold on Houston. It's just one week. Again, this is the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. We make our predictions before injury charts come out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happens during... We'll, we'll get to the Bears game because there was one key injury that really affected them. Mm-hmm. But um, Houston really showed something this week. I mean, you got to remember, they, they lost the heart of their team in the offseason. J.J. Watt's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, their quarterback, their starting quarterback, their superstar quarterback that everybody wanted to trade for... Is going under some scrutiny. Yeah. That... So you're building a team right now with Tyrod Taylor, and the and the guy put up a good game. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him. Yeah. Um, up next, we have the Los Angeles Chargers against the Washington football team. Got um, that one right. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, Justin Herbert gets the W um, in the fourth edition of the week one matchup between the O'Roy and D-Roy. This is the fourth time in history where the Offensive Rookie of the Year and the Defensive Rookie of the Year faced off in week one. Oh, okay. And the offensive rookie of the year is three and one. Really? So because this is was... the this is a dub for Justin Herbert going up against Chase Young. Yeah. Um, but the biggest news to come out of this is that Ryan Fitzpatrick is on the injured reserve with a hip uh it is a hip subluxation, which is essentially it's a dislocation that pops back into place. Apparently it's an extremely uh painful injury. Um, and he's going to definitely miss some time. Yeah. And How you, long it is, I don't know. You know who they brought in? Yeah. Um, Cam. Well, they haven't brought him in yet. But he's he's been in talks all week right now. Well, yeah. He's going to that's be. Who he's, gonna, he's going to be in Washington. That's who they're going to bring in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right now they're going with Henneke. Yep. Um, who they which, started in the playoff game last year, so I don't get why they wouldn't have started the season with him personally. Yeah, but I mean, they they bring in the vet. They bring in 
um, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. They, they After think... they lost Alex Smith to yeah. retirement. I yeah. get it. Which, just so everybody's aware, before the show started, we were talking about the comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. The NFL needs to change that to the Alex Smith Award. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they need to give it to nobody but Alex Smith for the rest of time. Yeah, because there will never be a comeback story Ever. as miraculous as okay. Alex Smith's. We spoke about Dak Prescott coming back from a very similar injury as Alex Smith, Alex Smith with far different results. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith had gangrene. He nearly lost his he nearly lost his life. Mm-hmm. Okay, Prescott's recovery has been a lot smoother. I just feel like it, it, it's just justified for how good of a human being Alex Smith is in the NFL circles mm-hmm. for, for what he went through through his mm-hmm. entire career. I just think the NFL needs to rename the award to him. Mm-hmm. Just like they have the Walter Payton Man of the yeah. Year Award. Um, in baseball, they have the Roberto Clemente Award. The Comeback Player of the Year should be named after Alex Smith. I'm just, yeah. I'm I, d- putting I that definitely agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, the Chargers pick up the win 22-16 in that game. Um, we didn't mention the uh, the scores. We had 29, uh, 31-29 uh, Tampa over Dallas, and then we had 37-21 over uh, Jacksonville for Houston. Um, up next, we had C- the Seattle Seahawks and at uh, Indianapolis against the Colts, where they pick up the victory 28-16. to Russ looked very good in week one. I mean, come on, 18 man. for 23 with four TDs. Super, super, super consistent. Yeah. Russell Wilson is the model of consistency. And when you've got people like and DK Metcalf. he's got Metcalf two of the most dangerous and back, Tyler Lockett uh, dangerous that guys to. that can go down the field. The two of them, they are 8 for 10 combined with 160 yards and three TDs. I mean that's that's ridiculous, man. That is ridiculous. They had three of his four TDs and probably seventy percent of his yards. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And nobody covers these guys. No. Like, what is up with it? It's almost and well, it's and it's not like because because last year one of the best plays of the year was um, DK chasing down Buda Baker. Yeah, and so, preventing the touchdown. Yeah, and and Arizona ended up not scoring on that play either. On that drive, yeah, they ended up not getting and, and we and we know this kid's got legs. Yeah, well, he just ran a uh, hundred meter dash against a bunch of college kids. He finished last nine eight in a hundred meters. Like what? That's, mm-hmm. that's nuts. That's that's the length of a football field mm-hmm. in under ten seconds. Yeah, and he does it, and he does it basically with pads on too. Yeah, it's crazy. DK Metcalf's insane. He is a I know man child, literally. Yeah, he he's it's unhuman. So. Just so everybody's keeping score right now, at this particular moment, we are three and one yeah. in our picks. So and it just goes downhill. Oh no no from no here. no! no. It, we get one more uptick next because the uh, Carolina Panthers. Well, well I get you an get an uptick. I do not. Yes, <laughs> the uh, the Carolina Panthers squeak one out against the New York Jets. Yeah, nineteen sixteen. Um. Good NFL debut by Zach Wilson, man. Yeah, definitely. 20 for 37, two TDs and an interception. It's what you can expect for a rookie quarterback in his first game. Yep. <clears throat> but this was a revenge game. Yeah. This was Sam Darnold you, coming out. I told you last saying, week when I made my you pick. To New York. And he scored a rushing touchdown in this game. Yep. There were two touchdowns for Carolina in this game. And one of them was a Zach. Or a Sam Darnold rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Hello? <laughs> He's but, not seeing ghosts anymore. But we also have Zach, uh, not Zach Wilson, Christian McCaffrey back to his old self. 22 carries for 98 yards with nine receptions for 89. 
He's back on his high horse. Okay, so we were, again, tangent here. Prior to the show, we were talking about comeback player of the year. Yeah. You had mentioned McCaffrey. Yeah. Dak. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be one of them, too. If they both can stay healthy this year, I think it's going to be one of them, too. Yeah. Because, obviously, the quarterback gets position gets a little bit more hype mm-hmm. um, than running backs or tight ends or wide receivers or anything like that. But both of them are coming back from serious injuries last year, and I... I mean, I'd be happy with either one of them winning it. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. Up next, we had our first of two overtime games in week one. Overtime games are very few and far between in regular season NFL. Yeah. We had two in week one. Yeah. So this one brings us back even because, you know, your boy here had the Vikings going over in this game. And I had uh, Joe Burrow and his Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Um, They pick up the win 27 to 24. Um. Burrow shows out 20 for 27 with 261 yards and two TDs in this game. Um, and Joe Mixon looks amazing for them. Um, I have Joe Mixon on my fantasy league. I'm very happy with how he performed. 25 points. Uh, 29 carries for 127 yards. Um, and then Evan, McPierce, uh, Evan McPherson uh, scores the game-winning field goal in overtime. Uh, 33-yard field goal. I think there's like three minutes or something stupid like that on the clock. Yeah. Um, he ends up picking up the victory in this game, which is awesome. Um, Cincinnati is going to be a decent team. They're not going to win the North. No. Um, but they'll 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 place. They'll, they'll contend. They'll, they'll contend. The two teams that I didn't think were going to contend in the AFC North both won this week. And the two yeah. teams I thought that were going to contend both, both lost, this, lost week. this week. Just weird. Just so weird. Uh, moving on, we had... Um, another, um, another huge down tick right here. Yeah. Um, what happened? The Arizona Cardinals absolutely demolished the Tennessee Titans 38-13. to And in my opinion, Chandler Jones wins Defensive Player of the Week. I mean, five sacks, first, two forced fumbles. He's the first player to record five sacks in the opening weekend of an NFL season since Derek Thomas of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is some elite company to be in. Because Derek Thomas owns the NFL record for the most sacks in a game. Okay? Mm-hmm. Derek Thomas was one of the best edge rushes before his life tragically ended. Um, very young. Um, car accident. But, holy hell. You think the Patriots are missing Chandler Jones? I'd, I'd, I'd say so. <laughs> I'd, I'd, definitely, I'd definitely say that they're, they're missing, missing My him. My goodness, man. He was everywhere. Oh, well, yeah. He was everywhere. And Kyla Murray? Oh, Kyla looked great. I mean, 21 for 32, 289 yards, four TDs. He's showing up for a short people. Inter- yeah, he did He did throw an interception, but that's that's very common. If you go four for one, I, I'll take it. And Derrick Henry is shut down. Derrick Henry. You can't, you can't really run the ball when you're down as many points as you are. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can't. You got to start throwing it. You have to. And And they went down early. Yeah, they they were par- fighting from behind the entire game and it never and, never was able to do anything. Yeah, when you got one defensive end, basically, I think he had more sacks than the rest of the NFL combined. Yeah, it tells you all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had the highest scoring game of the week between the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions, where the Niners pick up forty-one to thirty-three, the victory. Um, both Garoppolo and Trey Lance both have a touchdown pass in this game, um, and Elijah Mitchell. The, the rookie running back um, performs very well in his first ever regular season game. 
19 carries for 104 yards. Uh, one thing we did uh, forget to mention back in the Carolina-New York Jets game is the New York Jets um, lost Makai Becton. Oh, that's right. He's out for the season with a knee injury. That's um, That is a massive loss for them. Um, I forgot to mention that. But um, um, big shout-out uh, to my friend Angela, the one that had the Lions going all the way this yeah. year. Uh, she was actually at the game live. Really? Yeah, she went to the game this past weekend. And um, she was she didn't leave when the Lions were down. She said a bunch of fans were leaving just because the Lions mm-hmm. were down. They missed a hell of a comeback. The oh, Lions yeah. were getting blown out in this game. Yeah. And everybody wants to talk that the 49ers have like this good defense. Nick Bosa, and they can get to the quarterback. They let the Lions get back into this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Goff looked great in his Lions debut, 38 for 57, 338 yards, three TDs. It, it's, if it's if it's not such a high-scoring game on the other side, that could win you the game. Oh, it will win you the game. But your defense, Detroit, didn't yeah. do anything. Which Detroit used to be like one of the most scary defenses. It, not really. They had Indomitian Sue who used to just stomp people. I mean, but that was a long, long time ago. They haven't been a very scary defense for a very long time. Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying for a very long time, but yeah. they used to. Yeah, well, again, Indomitian Sue was ripping people's helmets off and stomping on their faces. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, um, I I don't know what else to say except for the fact that, you know, the 49ers look like they're going to put up big points every week. Mm-hmm. They just, Kyle Shanahan's offense just looks like it's going to put up yeah. monster Which points every week. Which is very scary for me. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, Raheem if Mostert. If their defense cannot slow down, they have to put up these points. Mm-hmm. If they can't slow down their opponent, they're going to have to put up 40 points every week because mm-hmm. you let Detroit come back into this game. Simple as that. Yeah. You let Detroit come back into this game. Hey, you you can't make, you can, mm-hmm. you, you have to give Detroit the credit. They yeah. didn't give up the entire game. They, they lost by one score. They lost by a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also had a massive uh, couple of injuries coming out of this game. Raheem Mostert for the Niners is actually out for the season following knee uh, surgery today um, after a knee injury in that game. And Jeff Okuda for the Detroit Lions could have a uh, potential uh, Achilles, Achilles injury. injury. Yep. Um, he is currently on IR. I don't know if he's been confirmed out for the season yet. But we're going to move on to... Another tick down. Downwards. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Buffalo Bills 23-16, to where Josh Allen is stuffed. I'm calling for Trubisky. Week two. Bring him in. You think? Bring him in. Against Miami. Bring him in. Allen didn't do it. Bring in Trubisky. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it, Buffalo. I just made him Trubisky Mark. Not, yeah. I'm not going to lie. No, it, it, it was just a bad game for Allen. It was just a bad it was game. It a great game in general. When does Pittsburgh play great games? They've got to play They've got to play ugly. What else do they have right now? Yeah. I mean, really. My question that I posed here is Big Ben back? No. Or is, is was this a fluke? It's not a f- No, it, it's not a fluke, okay? Nothing that Big Ben does is a fluke. He's old. He's taken a lot of hits in his career. To say that Big Ben's back, I wouldn't say that. What I would say is that um, he's able to help this team tread water and get victories. And if he can do that, I mean, if he can be a game manager and make a couple of plays to make the difference in a victory or defeat, I, I mean, that's what Big Ben can do. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be in a tough division. This this division's going to be a dogfight mm-hmm. all year. Yeah. From 
Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. It is going to be a dogfight all year in this division. Yeah. Um, Buffalo's lucky. Uh, they got some help later on. We'll get to that game. They got some help. Um, with I think the only team that could really match up with them in the is no- Miami. No, no, is New England. Yeah. Um, is the one team who I think could have maybe gave them a scare in the division right That's now. That's true. But Miami helped them out quite a bit. So yeah. Moving on, we have the next and final one o'clock game we're going to mention was the Battle of the Birds. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles defeat the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, thirty-two to six. Fly Eagles, fly. So my first note here is that Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He's not all time. He's not a great quarterback, but he is a solid quarterback. And a healthy offensive line helps him. Yeah. Healthy offensive line helps anybody. It feels good because I saw a stat during the game. Combined injured missed games from the offensive line alone last season was like 96 Mm -hmm. from just our offensive line. That's crazy considering there's 16 (laughs) games in a season. Yeah, don't worry. Jason Peters is already paying off for Chicago with missing time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts performed very well. 27 for 35, 264 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Smith, Rieger, and Dallas Goddard all get the receiving touchdowns in this game. Um, and then Atlanta, is Atlanta struggling to find their guy? Now, this question I posed because of the departure of Julio Jones. You lose an all-time receiver. Okay, I mentioned it last week. I'll mention it again. If you go and you watch Secret Base's history of the Atlanta Falcons, they do a little bit, a little piece just on Julio Jones and the numbers that he put up in, like, I think it was like a five-year stretch or whatever. Mm-hmm. He put up better numbers in that sh- in that five-year stretch of his prime that were better than every wide receiver not named Jerry Rice. Okay? you That talent is gone. And your replacement is who? Calvin Ridley okay. is their number one guy right now. Okay, come on. I mean, and they were also trying to use Cordarrelle Patterson in that spot as well to fill that um, Todd Gurley, who was there for a while. Yeah, but uh, spot. Yeah, but Cordarrelle Patterson is, and this isn't taking any. He was a number. He was a first round pick from the Minnesota Vikings. He is a specialist. He is a burner. You get in some open field, he is gone. He's probably one of the greatest kick returners of all time. That's what I was thinking. He's a he's he's a specialist, a specific special teams kick return guy. Well, no, he can he can get the rushes when he gets that open field, but he's not but, a he's not a play after play after play guy. He's not a traditional wide receiver. You can't have him line up and run different routes. He can run a nine route. He can probably run a skinny post. You know what I'm saying? He needs stuff where he can get his feet going, and then once he gets underneath the ball, no one's going to catch him. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing about him. Um, I mean, the way he was utilized in New England a couple of years ago where they used him in the backfield, he's a big body. Once he gets his legs going, I mean, a cornerback's not going to take him down. He has to get hit by a linebacker or a defensive lineman or a safety. A regular cornerback's not going to take him down. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, Atlanta's going to struggle all year. I'm sorry. They are. They mm-hmm. really, really, I can really definitely are. agree with you on that. Up next, we have the Cleveland Browns traveling to Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. Where they the should Chiefs, have won this game. The Cleveland Browns should have won this game. 
but was they fell asleep at the wheel. Baker you, was picked off. How do you well, forget about Baker's pickoff? Forget about the interception. How do you not cover Tyreek Hill? Yeah, that seventy-five you, yard reception. You, you didn't cover him in last year's AFC Championship game, and what happened? He torched you. Okay, Kansas City has only two receiving options. Patrick Mahomes looks at two guys, eighty percent of the time, and Travis Kelsey. That is it. There's nobody else on that offense. He looks at. He looks at Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey eighty percent of the time. Why are you not doubling those guys on every play? Yeah, because who else do they have? It doesn't matter who else you have. Patrick Mahomes is an all-time quarterback. He's now eleven wins, zero losses in September football with 35 touchdowns and zero interceptions. He has the same amount of interceptions as he has losses in September. Zero. Okay? He's an all-time quarterback. Okay? And I don't want to hear the argument that some Bears fans have put up that the Bears missed the boat on this one. No. He got to sit a full season behind Alex Smith, learn from Alex Smith, learn from Andy Reid before he ever got implemented into the offense. He was given a chance to learn from one of the smartest quarterbacks and one of the smartest quarterback coaches in the NFL at the time. Mm-hmm. He he is what he is now because he had that time to mature on the bench and learn mm-hmm. by, in an offense, okay? If Mitchell Jabisky had been picked in the same spot, who's to say the same thing wouldn't have happened for him? If Deshaun Watson had been picked in the same spot, who's the same thing wouldn't have happened to Deshaun Watson? The three of those guys had very similar skill sets. Mm-hmm. They could move with their legs, they had strong arms, and they had high IQs. Simple as that. It, Mahomes fell into the right situation. Yeah, they're they're offset they're offsprings of their environment. Environment. One hundred percent, okay? Of their systems. So backtracking, how do you not cover Tyreek Hill? Seriously, it's it's a mistake. That, it's, it's that's a huge, a huge mistake. mistake for uh, Cleveland's defense. I, I, I mean, I'm the Cleveland. I'm I'm the Cleveland head coach. I'm looking at my defensive coordinator at that point. Why are we not covering this guy? Why mm-hmm. are we not got two guys on this guy the entire game? Don't let him beat us. Let somebody else beat us. And that's going to be the model. That's what every team's going to look at against Kansas City this year. Is how do we cover Kelsey? Not how do we cover do- Kelsey. How do we not put two guys on each one of those guys and let somebody else beat us? Let Patrick Mahomes find somebody else to beat us. Simple as that. That's mm-hmm. how you that's how you beat Kansas City, guys. That's what Tampa Bay did in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They hit Patrick Mahomes and they covered Kelsey and they covered Hill. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had in Jacksonville. Jacksonville? The, this happened in Jacksonville. Oh, yes, but the New Orleans game because yes. it can't play in New Orleans right yes. now. Yes. Green Bay versus New Orleans happening in Jacksonville. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints won 38-3 to <laughs> against the Green Bay Packers. My offensive player of the week is Jameis Winston. Okay. 14 for 20, 148 yards with five touchdown throws and zero interceptions. Yeah. I just said Jameis Winston and zero interceptions in the same sentence. Hey. Hey. Blind squirrel finds a nut. Every once in a while, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It it also helped him that Aaron Rodgers threw that game. I mean, he was bad. He intentionally. Was, he, no, it wasn't intentionally. He didn't he got no time in the preseason, dude. No time in the preseason. Yeah, he held out and whatever, but he got no time. 
He has no he has no timing with his offensive line. He has no timing with his receivers. There were plays that he missed in that game that he could have that he would have hit last year with his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Crossing routes with his receivers coming across the middle. I mean, he he was behind. He was behind. He was watching the rush and he wasn't watching his receivers do their plays. That's not Aaron Rodgers like. No. But what a stinker from Green Bay. They mm-hmm. were awful. And just so everybody's paying attention right now, in the NFC North, we have three teams that we've gone over, and all of them have lost their game. All of them. So right now, at the top of the NFC North, every team is tied for first place with zero wins. Yeah. And right now, going over it, there's only one team in the NFC East with a win. (laughs) Fly, Eagles, fly. That's the Eagles. (laughs) Because this next game, we had the Denver Broncos in New York at MetLife against the Giants. How the hell did we both take the Giants in this game? I don't know. I think it was the Daniel Jones thing. I think it was. Because we, like, we hyped him up last yeah, week. I think it's like, yeah, Daniel Jones, great quarterback. Well, yeah, who's, who's on Denver? Who cares? Teddy freaking Bridgewater. Yeah, That's who. I, we forgot. Whoops. Looked great. 28 oh, for 36 with two TDs. Um, looks great. The the bad news coming out of this game is Jerry Judy got carted off with a high ankle sprain. He is now currently day to day. High ankle sprains are never day to day. Those things are week to week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just call it what it is. He's going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. He'll be on IR easily. No. He won't. You don't IR. think? No. No. High ankle sprain. He's going to miss a couple of weeks. It's just you know he's not going to be able to do some activities for some time. Yeah. It's simple as that. He didn't break anything. So. But Denver looks good. Denver looks good. In the- I mean, they played against the Giants, dude. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That's yeah. fair. You know, Daniel Jones, who has a clear path to the end zone, he trips over his own feet. Against Philly. <laughs> yeah. But, again, against yeah. last year's Philly. I know. I say last year's Philly because this year it's going to be different. 17-0, okay. baby. To the moon. Wow. No. Probably not. Man, Almost it, certainly not. I mean, I know a couple of other Eagles fans that, you know, I talk to on my Instagram. We have the exact and... same mindset. Eagles over everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I send this one person, Kristen, she uh uh she always puts Eagle stuff on her on her feed. So I always send her bears gifts. Just just to send them to her. Mm-hmm. Just to send them to her. Yeah. And she, she laughs it off because you do the same to me. Yeah. Moving on to the, my the pick, home my pick of the week. We say the home game. Uh, because of the location we are. Not our home games. Yeah. Uh, Miami at New England. Oh, I call this one. Both defenses look decent in this game. Yes, because it was, it was uh, a, a 17-16 sc- game. Very low scoring. And this is what this is. These are going to be the games that the Patriots are going to have almost all season. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, everything's going to be tight. It's going to be low scoring. Um, until Mac Jones can get it under his feet. Like, exactly I mean, he how this, decent. He, no, I'm not saying... 29 he, for 39, 281 yards. I'm not saying he looked bad. I'm just saying it's it's one of these things he's got to get acclimated to the speed of the NFL. Yeah, his, you know, it, playing it, in the preseason is not full speed. That's 75, 80%. Yeah. Now all of a sudden these guys are flying around. It's a different game. Yeah. It's a different game. His first touchdown pass came to former Eagle, former Raider Nelson Aguilar, uh where he was try- he w- was given the game ball and then gave it back and then gave it got it back and then gave it away. Yeah, it's a very Belichick thing. Yeah, pretty much. But the one thing that cost New England this game was their running game fumbling the ball. Ramondre Stevenson fumbles it early, and 
Um, it's Devontae Harris. I think so. Harris, number 37 for the Patriots, fumbles it inside the Dolphins' 10-yard line. They are on the doorstep, and they fumble the ball with two minutes left to play. Hey, give the Dolphins credit. They took the ball away. Yeah, they punched it out. It wasn't a slip or anything. They uh, punched the ball out. There's a nickname for that. The peanut punch. Yeah. Peanut Charles Tillman yeah. from the Chicago Bears. It's what it's known as, is when you punch the ball out. Yeah. And, yeah, the Dolphins did that. They went after the ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Skip. <laughs> so we're Actually, gonna, I, can't, I can't skip We're going to hand the reins to David here. I mean. Chicago, L.A. Chicago and L.A. Um, this game was a lot closer than the, um, than the score really showed. Um, yeah, 34-14. Um, essentially, is a blowout. Um, Chicago is tied for first in their uh, division with a uh, uh, 0-1 record along with the Lions, the Vikings, and the Packers. Oh, my. Um, the big takeaways to me in this game are um, my offensive player of the week and Matthew Stafford, who went off. He nearly had a perfect passer rating at a 156.1 passer rating this past week. Like ridiculous, um, and how piss poor the uh, Bears passing defense looked. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first touchdown. All right, so the Bears open the game, kickoff, big return, hand off to David Montgomery, and they're essentially inside the twenty in two plays. Okay, Dalton gets picked off, not his fault. Ball gets tipped. Defender catches it. Simple as that. Then Stafford throws a bomb down the field. The receiver falls on the ground, and you have two safeties, Tayshawn Gibson and Eddie Jackson, right next to the guy on the ground, and neither guy touches him down. The guy gets back up and runs into the end zone. What? Like, seriously? Mm -hmm. What kind of stupid play is that? Like, really? The Bears were in this game until... The floodgates opened up. You know, Stafford hit another big touchdown. Then he hit another touchdown. And it was just, it was over at that point. Um, It's just, it's discouraging because people are calling already for Justin Fields. And I'm going to go back to the Patrick Mahomes argument. You have a guy in Andy Dalton who did not play bad. Yes, it was dink and dunk. It was get the ball out quick. There was nothing threatening downfield. So all all the defensive backs were playing forward. Like they were pressing forward. Like they were anticipating routes. They were jumping routes. They were hitting right receivers as soon as the ball got there. So you weren't challenging them deep. You still ran the ball phenomenally. David Montgomery, I think, went for 127 yards. Like, he had a really, really, really good game, okay? Also scored a touchdown. Yes, the other touchdown was Justin Fields on a read option. Okay, yes. Integrate him into the offense little by little, but let Andy Dalton just go with the offense. Like, get his confidence. You can win with Andy Dalton. As long as your defense touches people down and makes some stops, you can you can win. I mean, seriously. They played this game without that one of their best defenders in Eddie Goldman. Eddie, Eddie Goldman um, missed this week because he got hurt in practice, hurt his knee or something. Um, that's just discouraging because now everybody plays out of position. Akeem Hicks doesn't play where he's strongest. Ed, um, Belial Nichols is now playing your nose tackle. 
Um, now everybody can double Khalil Mack on the outside because Robert Quinn does absolute jack shit on the other side. Can't even get off his blocks. And you want to talk about offensive line woes. Well, we go and sign Jason Peters because we lose our starting left tackle during training camp. Jason Peters gets hurt in the first quarter, so he's out. His replacement gets hurt in the third quarter. He's out. We lose our left guard. He's out. Like, we're going to be last year's Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think we're at like 14 games of missed people after the first game. It's ridiculous, dude. It's it, it, just on the offensive line. Um, it's going to be a, it's it's going to be really tribulation sledding, and I think people need to stop asking for Justin Fields. I understand Nagy's job is on the line. I, I I understand that. But if Nagy did not get fired after last year, he's not getting fired. Unless he starts the season 0-4, 0-6, he is not getting fired at the end of this season. doesn't matter how bad it turns out because the plan is for Justin Fields to get ready to be that supreme talent. You have an all-world wide receiver on the outside in Allen Robinson. You have a phenomenal running back in David Montgomery. You have a next-generation talent at tight end in Cole Komet. Okay? Let Fields learn behind Andy Dalton to see the plays. Let him come in and have those couple of plays that you designed for him every game. He had nine snaps this week. Maybe give him 15 next week. Okay? And they're not even playing with a full deck of cards. Tariq Cohen's not even playing right now. It, 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 there's a lot of moving pots. If the Bears, if the Bears are going to contend, they're going to need to stop pressing downfield. Okay, mm-hmm. but for now, run the offense the way you're running it. It has to go through David Montgomery, and the defense needs to make some fucking plays. Mm-hmm. Period. They need to make some plays. Moving on to Monday Night Football, we had the <sighs> Baltimore Ravens in Las Vegas against the Raiders. 33 to 27 goes the Raiders in overtime. And that made us have a losing record. 7 and 9. 7 and 9. Bum, um, bum, Derek bum. Carr looked incredible. 34 for 56, 435 yards. Uh Lamar looked just like himself as well in yeah. this game. 19 for 30 for 235, 12 rushes for 86. This was a very 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 good football game. Mm-hmm. And it went to a tie game. Yep. It was tied going into overtime. Mhm. Lamar couldn't pull it off in their first drive, and Derek Carr throws a touchdown pass to Zay Jones, who was wide open for the overtime in this thriller. I have always felt that Carr gets forgotten in this league greatly. I'll be completely honest with you. I agree because... I always forget Derek Carr as a top tier quarterback. He, I never consider him when I talk top tiers. I mean, I wanted the best to trade for him when they traded for Mac at the same time. I wanted to get both players. Yeah, Khalil make, and make some kind of big splash to get both guys over to Chicago. I like Carr a lot, mm-hmm. and his brother was a hell of a quarterback if he wasn't getting murdered in Houston behind a Swiss cheese offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I'm. It is what it is. Cars with the Raiders now forever, and you know, um, he has a good coach in Gruden. I mean, I know I dogged him last week, but Gruden knows how to coach up quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He comes from the same school as Andy Reid. They were both part of the Mike Holmgren class. Yeah. So, um, actually, even further back than Holmgren, I think they both came from um, um, the Walsh, Bill Walsh school of uh, 
coaching. Quarterback. Coach. Yeah, part of that quarterback like tree. Everyone talks about like the Belichick tree. Yeah. And I think it's the Bill Walsh tree has both Andy Reid and John Gruden, as well as um, Mike Holmgren, Steve Mariucci. Like, a lot of offensive geniuses have come out of that Bill Walsh tree. So, um, just a shocking result. I mean, maybe we shouldn't have been shocked because it is Las Vegas, and they are in Las Vegas. Vegas so, um, I think a lot of teams who are going to go there are going to have the distractions of Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I don't be surprised if the Las Vegas Raiders go undefeated at home this year. You think? Yeah, man. That's a huge distraction. That's true. That that city is a huge distraction. And you, you tell your players, oh, don't go out. Okay, you're in Vegas. You're not going to go out? Yeah, that's true. Give me a break. The only team that's not going to go out is the, is the New England Patriots. And that's just because... Bill Belichick Belichick is- will like... Like put dog tags on people and like the invisible the fence. Tags. No, no, the invisible fence. So this way, as soon as like you cross over, you get like electrocuted. You got to go back. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen to his players. Moving on to the week two predictions. Um, I don't know if our one o'clocks are in order. I don't know if they're in order, but um, I'll you go down your list and then I will just uh, give my picks because mine's so are a mess. we have the New York Giants at the Washington Football Team. I have Washington winning at home. Okay. I am going with the Giants again. <laughs> so my original pick is I had the Giants, but I think this team is going to, I don't think they're going to flourish under him, but I think they're going to play very well against Henneke. With Henneke, you mean? With Henneke. And I don't know how that offensive line is going to react to Chase Young. I'm still going with the Giants. <laughs> I'm going to ride the Giants right now. Prove me right. We have the New England Patriots going to New York to play against the Jets. I have the New England Patriots. I am taking the Patriots in this one. We have the Denver Broncos going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars, and I have the Denver Broncos. I hate, I've always said I hate that West Coast team going to the East Coast, but I am going to take Denver in this game as well. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater really showed me something last week. I completely forgot he was the quarterback in Denver. I have the Buffalo Bills traveling down south to Miami to face the Dolphins, and I have Buffalo winning this game. This is a must-win for Buffalo. If Buffalo goes down two games against Miami, they're really digging themselves a hole. Mm -hmm. I have Miami winning this game. Really? Yes. And then they're going to call for Mitchell Trubisky in Buffalo. (laughs) Up next, we have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Indianapolis to face the Colts, and I have LA winning this game. Okay. Again, this this is a game Indy needs. And they're not going to get it. No. The Rams torched Chicago this past week. And Indy's defense is Aaron a Donald little... is going to. No, it's no. not even going to be Aaron Donald. It's it's going to be gonna Matt be Stafford. Matt Stafford in the offense. The offense. They, there is something special going on with that offense, man. I, I just watched it on Sunday. I watched the whole game. Yes, a little bit behind my hands. Like just my through the, the crevices of my fingers. But yes. There's something special about that offense. And and if Indy has to play from behind and they're going to leave Carson Wentz in a pocket, mm-hmm. yeah, then Aaron Donald's going to murder people. Yeah. Okay. Again, and I'm thinking of it now, the Las Vegas Raiders traveling what, uh, east to face Pittsburgh. I have the Raiders winning. So do I. I do have the Raiders in this game. This as is well. another West Coast team that's going to beat an East Coast team in yeah, the East Coast. It's going to be weird, but yeah, it, I, I have the Raiders. Up next, we have the Bengals traveling to Chicago, and I have Chicago winning this football game. I am very tentative about taking Chicago, but I am going to take Chicago because they're at home. And that is the only reason why I'm taking Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, 
I will say this. I'm going to preface this. If Eddie Jackson cannot make a tackle in this game, like he missed four tackles in the last game, Chicago's not winning a game all year. Mm-hmm. You need your safeties to tackle and hit people. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Philadelphia. And as you were saying earlier about how San Francisco needs to score a lot of points to win football games this year. I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning this game. Just like every typical Eagles fan, they're going 17-0. and Gotcha. Because they're not going to allow them to score that many points. I think our defense is on point this year. We kept Matt Ryan, who is a phenomenal quarterback. Colin fallen off the last couple of years, but he's a phenomenal quarterback to zero touchdowns. Okay. In Atlanta. Okay. Who is he throwing to? Fair. Okay. You, you're going to have to plan for two quarterbacks and George Kittle. I have the 49ers. I have the 49ers winning this game. And I think this is going to be a game that kind of like resets everything with Philly. I have a funny... Back to our losing ways? Not to your losing ways. Just It's going to be like one of those things where... It's going to get us off our high horse you're going to see the wrinkles with certain little aspects of Philly. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how good is their pass rush really this year? Like, are they going to be able to get to the quarterback? A game against the 49ers is really what's going to show if they're going to be able to do something like that. But you're also going to be facing two different quarterbacks because Lance and Garoppolo are basically sharing the playbook. Like they're base- It's basically like we said last week, one-on, one-off, one-on, mm-hmm. one-off, one-on, one-off. It's going to be a fun. That's going to be that's the a fu- the funnest game to watch this week, in my opinion, between those two teams. But I have the 49ers, another West Coast team, coming to, coming the, to East the East and winning. Up next, we have the Houston Texans traveling to Cleveland to face the Browns, and I have the Browns winning this game. The Browns need to win this game. Yeah, again, it's very early in the season to say a need, but it's still a necessity. But it's a necessity because it's another a- it's an AFC opponent, and you cannot cannot. If the Pittsburgh Steelers pull it out against the Raiders, you can't go down two games. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's a tough hole to dig yourself out of. I uh, Up next, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling to uh, Carolina to face the Panthers, and I have the New Orleans Saints winning this game. So do I. I flip-flopped this. I had the Panthers originally, and then I had to change it. I, I had to. Yeah. Uh, we have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tampa Bay to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I have the Bucs winning this game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Do we even need to question that? Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings traveling to Arizona to face the Cardinals, and the Cardinals win this game at home. They do win this game at home, because in Kirk Cousins, I do not trust. Yep. Um, up next, we have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Los Angeles to face the Chargers, and I have Chargers winning this game. I have the Cowboys winning this game. Um, Dak showed a lot. Cowboys showed a lot. And they've had the extra time off because they played Thursday. That's very true. Um, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling up north uh, west to face the Seattle Seahawks, and I have Seattle winning this game. Yeah, Seattle in the, yeah at home all day. Up next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs facing the Baltimore Ravens, and I have Kansas City winning this football game. Even though this game is in Baltimore, um, Kansas City is a kryptonite for Baltimore and Lamar. And Lamar Jackson, so I'm going with Kansas City. And on Monday Night Football, we have a battle in the NFC North between the Lions and the Packers. And even though he put up a three-burger, I have it's, the Green Bay Packers winning It's this very game hard to go Detroit. against Green Bay. Green, 
Aaron Rodgers in particular versus, versus Detroit. Detroit in Green Bay. That is a very hard proposition. So, unfortunately, I have to go with Green Bay, Angela, just because of the fact that it is Aaron Rodgers, and he has a week to figure out his mess, and I think he's going to figure it out. I can definitely agree with you on that. So that wraps up uh, this week in our recap, as well as our predictions for a week two. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out at, out to either one of us at the Double Doink Network, or you can reach out to myself at uh, Darelaufen Doink five zero eight, or you can reach out to Josh at the J L T H E J A U L D. Um, we are always open to suggestions. We are always open to people commenting to us. If you have anything you'd like to share about your predictions, again, send us messages, send us comments on any of our posts. Um, This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.